Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this wild, wild vortex energy of 2-2-2022, I hope you're able to accept the high vibrational energy that is going on all around you right now, lifting and bringing you up to your best, highest self at this moment. I can't even describe the energy that I'm feeling. I think tomorrow or in a little bit when I finish tomorrow's show, it's going to be or Tuesday's show. I'm doing this late. It's three in the morning already on two, 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 2022. Um, I couldn't work on Monday. Um, lots going on too much going on. Good, good stuff behind the scenes, but my God, you guys, this energy is wild, wild. Uh, a friend of mine called me and we just hung up a few minutes ago <laughs> and she's even ha- farther ahead in time than me. She was up all night. I mean, in about an hour and a half, she's going to have daylight. And she just said, you know, I think today's the day of the Ascension. I just feel like that energy is wild. It's here. Like we're just being lifted up in all kinds of ways. And I said, you know, there's something to it. Happy Twin Flame Day, guys. February 22nd, 2022. Now, we're not going to see this energy for another 200 years when we will have 222, 2222. Oh, my God. This is a very magical, very special day. And, um, I don't know what else to say about it other than this is who powerful, powerful coupling energy, lots of sexy energy, lots of sensuality, a lot of love. Oh, so much love. I'm feeling my twin flames energy. I feel him with me all weekend long. I felt him with me. I missed him all weekend. Oh my God. Leading up until this time, I was just, I mean, I've had moments of absolutely sheer joy dancing around my house going, he's on his way to me. And then I've had just crying. Oh my God. Crying Jags. Cause I miss him so much. I've had hours where I just sit in my room on my bed pouring my heart out to him as if he's sitting right in front of me and crying my heart out. And then I, I quiet myself and I dry my tears and I hear him back telling me I'm the same way. I feel the same exact way. I want to be with you and the time is now and I'm done. I'm done running. I am done. I can't, I can't. I have to be with you. It's just, there's no other thing to do, but be together. Now this love is here. It's palpable. It feels physical when they're not even here with us. If you are in the twin flame way, oh my God, 
I was just talking to my friend. She found hers. She found her very famous twin flame. I'm not going to say her name or, or what his name is, but seven people claiming to be him stepped forward. And she just called me and she said, what the hell? Will the real, you know who, stand up? And he did. And he said, I'm going to call you tomorrow on a video chat. And then you're going to get, you're going to delete all those other guys. And she did. And that's it. She said, if your guys doesn't come and get you soon, we're going to go pick him up in a plane and bring him right on down to Ecuador for you. <laughs> like you do that. I know her guy knows my guy. So it's going to be one of those things where mm, one way or another, baby, you're getting your pretty little butt down here to see me. I cannot wait to look into his eyes and say, what the hell took you so long? (laughs) And then man, welcome into my life. I just feel like it's just around the corner guys. I just feel like it's just miracles of all holy miracles and everything is in perfect and divine timing. The, the right man in the right way, the right woman in the right way, the right job in the right way, the right situation and circumstance or event in the right way. And God's perfect and correct timing. That's how it's going to happen for you. That's how it's going to happen for me. Whatever thing you're waiting on now, check this out. Speaking of 222-2022, I'm going to have to say this a lot because, you know, tomorrow is going to be holding the ball game. <laughs> I got to tell you guys something. This is freaking weird. Within two hours of each other, two police helicopters went down. One on the West Coast and one on the East Coast. Two coasts. Two, two, two. Two helicopters. Two hours. Two coasts. My friend saw that on the news today right after he got word that he's going to receive $222,000 in the mail today on two, 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 two. I was like, you know what? I told, I told my friend this and she said, my friend, my neighbor downstairs, she said, well, you better tell him to buy a lottery ticket. And I told him that. And he said, oh, I'm going to buy two lottery tickets and I'm going to buy, <laughs> you know, not only am I going to buy two lottery tickets, I'm going to buy two scratchers <laughs> and I'm going to open my mailbox at 2:22 <laughs> in the afternoon. He goes, because there's some really wild shit going on at this energy. And I like it. I'm sorry about those police helicopters. So God bless all the people involved with those accidents. By the way, there's a little boy in Canada. Need your help. Uh, your prayers guys. I don't know his name, but, um, he's a friend of a friend the son of a friend of a friend. And he, uh, has, uh, uh, cancer in the bone in his arm. He's going to have his arm amputated unless we pray for him. And maybe if he does have it, he'll still be okay and live and be all right. We don't know if the amputation is like, you know, karmic or not. It might be, but still let's just imagine this little boy in Canada, perfect and whole and okay. I'm going to ask uh, God to bring the holy light down and just surround this little boy with um, angels and miracles. And hopefully something will happen. 
but let's just see him happy and smiling and running and playing with both arms wildly flaying about as he runs and screams. We'll imagine him chasing after ducks because that's always a fun thing to do. So I don't know, guys. I This energy is crazy. So thank you for praying for this little boy, by the way. And the families of the police helicopters went down. I don't know. If people died or injured, I don't know what the circumstances, but let's just send love and light to all these people. Everybody is people, you know, we're people, we're all connected. Everyone is a part of the one will, you know, like we're all just, but light projections from the mind of God and all the things that appear false and bad and evil and wrong in this world are just shadows behind that light. And that's been my go-to metaphor for a couple weeks now you guys have noticed if you've been with me in season six since the beginning this is season six week three episode 11 tonight 11 which is another twin flame number as well but i'm just feeling this coupling up this energy this love this overwhelming like oh so much love going on so much love going on I, I don't know. I just, um, I don't have much to talk about in this introduction. I had all damn day to think about it, but instead I was busy because I got word that I am eligible to mint an NFT. That is Johnny Depp's art. I heard about this through the grapevine on, you know, from about his discord. And I thought that is a cool ass project. I wanted to support this awesome person. So I, have been a part of the community for like a couple weeks now in, oh my God, or what, maybe 10 days, I don't know, nine days, something like that. My God, what a cool community this is. If you guys aren't part of the neverfeartruth.com, go, go for it. Even if you don't mint, if you don't buy the ETH, if you don't get his artwork, that's okay. Just being a part of the community is super fun. Anyway, um, so I was part of the community and I was like talking to people and I, it looks like I'm not able to buy ETH on time. They haven't approved my, um, you know, the one place I'm going online to buy it, I haven't been able to. And uh, yet, because I, I, they can't approve my address for some weird reason. And they're not able to, um, okay my ID on time. And so by the time I get this, you know, show out to you guys and everything, I think I will miss my minting window, which is really upsetting to me because I really wanted to be one of the first early adopters. When you're an early adopter, you get um, an NFT that's minted. And when you um, buy one later, you're not a minter, you're just a buyer. It's like kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a status thing in a way, but also um, I was thinking that it could set me financially free if I decided to sell it like later, I could probably sell it for $5 million, buy it for 1600 now, 5 million later. I don't know. I could help my kids out. I could buy a house, like all this stuff's in my mind. Of course, then I was thinking, but I love his art so much. I probably want to keep it forever, <laughs> forever and ever. So I don't know. So I've been, so I've been thinking about that and talking to the people and the community is so sweet and, and supportive and some people are kind of negative on the, on it, just like in any groupings of people. But overall, the people are so kind and so sweet and um, so helpful. And, and I'm so grateful. And if you're part of that community and you've seen me on there, I'm Azrael on there. And I'm like, 
you guys, I need help with this. I need help with that. And people are so sweet and rushing to help me that I'm so really grateful for it. Anyway, I'm still trying to do it. I'm still trying to buy Ty Lopez's stuff. I'm in on his discord servers. Well, I don't know guys, I've getting into this NFT thing a little bit and I'm getting into the tokens and I'm getting into the whole crypto thing. And I just feel really lucky suddenly out of nowhere. And another weird thing that's happened with everything lining up guys on YouTube, I got a random thing pop up for a reading about Virgo. Um, it was like a tarot card reading. It was like yesterday. And this lady was saying that my twin flame or soulmate, you know, one true love is on its way, on his way to me. Right. And then I saw another one said the same damn thing. And then I got this guy today from France. Ooh, la la, his sexy French voice. And he has this kind of vibe, you know, and there's something really familiar about him. Like, I feel like I met him in my travels, like his voice is familiar, but he doesn't show his face. And he has this like red, sexy kind of tablecloth. And, and, uh, he's doing this tarot card reading and my God, every effing thing this guy said was like, he was plucking it right out of my acoustic records. He says, you haven't had a decent uh, relationship since 2010 where you had a really horrible, sad thing happen. And I'm like, that's the year my husband died after a horrible divorce. My God, this guy is good. And I sent it to my friend. I said, well, I don't know about you in 2010, but I do know that the rest of this reading for me was like, Oh my God. And she said, Oh my God, this reading was everything <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, right. So if you guys want to know this guy, I mean, you might not be a Virgo, but I will send you guys this guy's uh, channel. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to look for it while I'm talking. If I could find it, I'm going to tell you because wow, this guy was talented. I'm going to, I'm going to do a reading for you guys tomorrow. Um, for the two, 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 two energy. I don't know if I said enough twos there, <laughs> but it's, it's something, man. This is really, we are in a vortex and special energy and I kept getting, so now I, I got all the Virgo stuff, I got all the Virgo stuff. Like randomly, all these Virgo readings came up. Like I, I, I watched one or two. Next thing I know, I had like five or six. The algorithm must have changed. I had five or six come up about Virgos. And what was really weird is all of a sudden all these Gemini readings come up. Well, I know my one true love, my twin flame. He's also, he's a Gemini because I'm we're ruled by the same mercury, right? We're ruled by the same planet. And I always felt like that was the case. And all of a sudden, all these Gemini readings came up and I thought, wow. And I started looking at those and they're all the same, even from totally different people saying the same thing this week, your twin flame or your soulmates coming into your life this week, the light, you know, the love is coming and, and, and all the readings are saying prosperous prosperity. And I'm telling you guys, not only is it in these card readings, but it is in the astrology that I talked about last week in, in the episode on astrology, like what's coming up for this month. This is a magical, very special time. I hope you're catching the wave of this amazing energy. My friend who's getting his $222,000 check to, today, tomorrow, whatever today, I guess, technically. 
he is uh, one of the fire victims. This is the fire victims trust in California. Now, my town that I raised my kids, their first hometown, where they were first, you know, babies, was Paradise, California, and that place burned to the ground. Like 80 people died. It was like the biggest fire in the history of the United States at that time. I think there's been one fire bigger than that now that killed more people, maybe like two or three more. But it was like 82 or 86 people, like a lot of people died, 80 people. It was, the fire was so hot, cars were melting, like the tires were melting to the road and they couldn't get out. There was, it was just a two lane street all the way up and all the way down, Skyway Road. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I lived there for 10 years. And um, I lived in Megali, just like north of there, but there was, um, a lot of other areas and my friend Kyle has a little tiny piece of property that he has um, in Berry Creek and this is the third time he has to rebuild because of the fires and he's gained this money and so um, he's really happy because he's like finally I'm getting some kind of compensation I've been living in a trailer and it's been years like four years he's been living in a trailer since his house burned down the third time or the second time like oh and he's 70 something years old again he's like you know he's like it's just like too much it's too much he builds his house with his own hands by himself so guys please bless my friend kyle send him love and light and for his neighbors too his neighbors are even you know he's in good shape for his age but his neighbors are younger but not in good shape as much and they're all going through this crap and they're all finally getting that fire victims trust thank god from PG&E in California. So things are starting to move in the way of romance, in the way of sexuality and sensuality. Things are moving in the way of like, I started to lose weight. I've lost over five pounds already. Um, I just, it's like, I'm so excited about my love coming that I've been listening to all this music about twin flames and about love and true love. And there's so many great songs out now that I'm dancing all the time and I'm so nervous and I have this excitable, nervous energy in my body and I just can't eat, I can't sleep and I've been like um, overwhelmed, like, wow, it's gonna really truly happen. I mean, I see myself sitting with him going, I have known for months that you were on your way. I started a dance program to get in shape for you. I started eating better because I knew you were on your way to me. Like, you don't understand. I've known, I waited for so long for you. You know, I see myself saying these things to him, like I legit knew you were on your way. I've got proof as I'm telling you guys this, right? (laughs) But I mean, so that, and now the prosperity is starting to flow guys. That prosperity is flowing. I've been listening to affirmations left and right. And you know, every single day, man, up and down, left and right, and every which way I possibly can. It's been like positive music, positive vibes, affirmations. I'm reading books that about uh, people talking to God. I mean, my whole life, like I've always walked the walk and talked the talk as far as the spiritual life is concerned ever since, um, well, for years, I mean, since 2007, but it's gotten better, you know, after I started traveling with my kids, I got more and more into the, the idea of I'm in the flow. God is putting me where I need to be. But 
I would have to say this year, I mean, it, since I started the podcast, I've been definitely walking the walk, talking the talk, but this year specifically has been like so much more. My focus is so much more because I'm really, I feel like I'm, I'm getting ready to birth a brand new world. Do you guys feel like that? You're maybe getting ready to birth a brand new world here. Your own world is going to get just flipped around, just turned upside down and just a matter of, I don't know what hours, minutes, days, weeks, maybe it's today. This is our transformation time. And it's beautiful. It feels so good. You know, this whole metaverse thing. I mean, I've been sucked into the metaverse for the past couple weeks. My friend Kyle was like, where have you been? I don't know what's going on with you. And then I looked and he had written me like five messages. I didn't even check my email. I'm like, oh my God, I always check my email three or four times a day. What, what's wrong with me? I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> We've been writing correspondence, like emails back and forth for years and years. Like, you know, we're, we write them like they're old fashioned letters in the mail, but we write them on email because I live in another country. So, but we've been doing this for years and years. I met him. Oh man, before my husband died, I met him and we were in a real estate sam- seminar. I told you guys my, I don't look at actual porn. I, my porn is real estate. Oh man, I can't get enough looking at houses and markets. And I mean, I'll I'll like pick an an area in the world and I'll like, I'll know every house on the market there for a while. It was Italy. I knew every house on the market in Italy for, for about two, three years there. I was like, Oh, I was obsessed. (laughs) Lately it's been Monta and San Francisco are the places Monta, Ecuador. I really want to live in Monta and San Francisco. I'm like, I, I like watching the market there. I don't think I'll ever want a $5 million condominium in a building with other $5 million condominiums. And that's, it's, they're really nice, but who has $30,000 a month to spend on taxes? That's the taxes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Thousands of dollars just for the concierge service alone. It's like, if I was a lot wealthier, then it'd be worth it. But right now I'm not wealthy at all. So I'm just looking from a distance, like, Oh, that's kind of beautiful. I sent my oldest kid this $6 million house. I'm like, I really want this one. And I go, and then we were talking, I'm like, no, I'm serious. I want to get this for the family compound in San Francisco. We can all live in, it's big enough that we don't even have to talk to each other or see each other. She's like, well, we get along now. It's okay. You know, (laughs) my little brother, we get along great. I'm like, yeah, I know you do. I would just love to be back together with them. You know, I'm like, maybe just for holidays, I'll buy it and you guys will live in it. And then I'm like, well, there are cheaper places though. And then she burst out laughing. Of course there's cheaper places. Mom, my God, it's almost $6 million. Like, yeah, I'm just dreaming, (laughs) but I don't know if I'd want to spend, I mean, the the taxes are nuts, but buying anything here in Ecuador, the taxes are $300 a year. That's it for the more expensive places, the cheaper places, anything under 300,000 is like $150 a year. That's it. You can own a thousand acres, 300 bucks. Actually, no, if it's out in the countryside in El Campo, in the countryside, that's only $150 a year for taxes. Old growth forest on it, the government will give you a thousand dollars not to cut those trees down. How easy is that? Super easy. You can make money. You buy land here and you make money on it automatically with doing nothing. You make a thousand bucks a year just for nothing. 
just because it's old trees and you're protecting your steward of the earth the way God intended. That's one thing I love about <clears throat> this country. The, the constitution here is amazing. But anyway, um, there's an energy there. There's like a dreamer energy. There's an artistic energy. There's a creative energy. There's a, a, a feeling and energy of I am winning. Even if you didn't feel like you're winning at life before, suddenly there's an energy of I'm winning, guys. Everything is going to be working out in my favor and I'm going to be so amazed at how it unfolds and pans out. But at the same time, it's going to be really, really strange. Like, this is going to be strange to watch. It's going to be fun and interesting. It's going to be fun and interesting. So I hope that you guys are paying attention to the energy, the swirling energy swirling about I mean it's it's really special when I look at um, see what is zero is the fool one is the magician number two is the high priestess and the high priestess sits between the pillars of dark and light Joachim and Boaz are the names of those pillars of light and dark and she has on her lap a scroll that is the scroll of your life and that's the akashic records and i feel like that might be a clue <laughs> that might be a clue um 21 is the world card which is the 22nd card that might be a clue the akashic records of the world something to do with that maybe i don't know if we look at all the different clues there's there's clear there's clues everywhere there's all this information swirling about, as I said. Um, and let's see. I know everything is going to happen in perfect and divine timing. I hope to God that this NFT thing that I really, really want, I hope that I could be an early adopter on the third tier at least. I wanted the second tier because I thought, you know, if I wasn't fond of the one that I got, that maybe I could sell it for $6 million in a year, you know, and... <laughs> give the devil his due and by devil, I mean the government (laughs) and taxes, but you know, Hey, render under Caesar. What is Caesar's? Jesus said it best. So I don't have a problem paying taxes because Jesus made it. Okay. (laughs) It sounds super ridiculous. when I say it out loud, but I've always said that. I thought that was, you know, a way to not feel bad about paying taxes. Jesus said it's okay. So whatever. And taxes, taxes are coming around. Have you guys filed your taxes yet? I got a statement from my Acorns account. And I don't know why they said I made like $70 only. I'm like, I made like $1,000 last year. I don't know what they're saying. Maybe that, maybe I didn't, honestly, because it went way down. The market went way down right at the end of December. And it's been nuts. And Ethereum went down, Bitcoin, everything's gone down. And I think the economy is going down. But... There's a Pluto return coming about. Maybe I'll talk about that for tomorrow, so I'm not sure yet. I was going to do a reading for the 2-2 energy, but now I'm realizing that maybe I shouldn't. I should wait and just um, and talk about the, the Pluto return that's coming because it's going to be pretty intense. In 2004, <clears throat> 2024, I mean, there's going to be um, an... Uh, uh, a solar eclipse type of thing that goes it's going to cast a black shadow across the United States and it's going to be in the um, 
the opposite kind of an angle than the last one. And then there's going to be like an X completely blacked out across the whole U.S. I thought that was weird. And the, the Pluto return of the United States is coming and that's going to be some kind of crazy. Um, but I believe what's going to happen out of that is going to be the prosperity and UBI, um, universal basic income has come up in like 17 cities and or states in the United States in the past two months. Like in Los Angeles, the poor families, the poorest of the poor families in Los Angeles will be eligible to receive $1,000 a month, just free money to try it out, to boost the economy because of the lagging, flagging, failing economy because of the pandemic. The only one doing well in the pandemic so far has been Pfizer, unfortunately, but in all the other, you know, but it's weird to watch all this stuff play out when you have a spiritual perspective and you know that everything is perfect and in in divine order and you see the people panicking, you see the people arguing, you see the people fighting, but when you look at it at a higher perspective, you just see there's awake people and asleep people. And some of the people that claim to be awake are still arguing and fighting and talking about things that are not very unifying. So you have to give leeway and grace and space for those people too. And we just have to give love to everybody and accept the peace and the prosperity and the love and the happiness and the joy and the giddy energy, the haha excitement, beautiful energy, because things are starting to work out. I get so happy when things are starting to work out today. I let my miss beautiful miss knowledge raven spell i let her outside i said you know what girl i have to go next door to get some milk and it's not fair to you for me to have to close the door because it's awfully hot in here and if i close the door it's going to be hotter even if it's a few minutes and if i trick you and leave for 10 minutes you're going to be sad and she's just like meow like yeah i get it i'm like if i let you outside will you come back in an hour and she said yes she agreed to it with her yes meow so I walked I told her what I was doing and where I was going exactly where I was going and she walked with me and she sat on the fence and waited for me she would not leave her yard such a good girl and she waited on the outside of the fence though and she waited for me and I went I got my milk and I got a couple things like an onion and a couple potatoes because tomorrow I'm gonna make a big chicken stew that will last me the rest of the week. And, um, so she, I love to me. I like to make a giant pot of something and then have leftovers all week. It's easier for me. Um, just living myself one person. It's just, it's kind of an easier way to live for me. But, um, and then I don't have to think about what I'm making the rest of the week, but she was so good. And she walked me all the way back up to up the stairs to make sure I was safe. And then she went right back downstairs and started catching bugs and catching mice and doing what she does to have her happiness. And like an hour later, she came in and she was just like, like saying mama in her little meowy voice. I'm like, Hey girl, what you doing? And she had some kind of a I don't know. She had like a bug or I think it was a lizard. She a little tiny gecko in her mouth. <laughs> like, all right, well, enjoy 
you know, enjoy your gecko. <laughs> she had takeout, she took it out, <laughs> took it out. All right. And I'm like, enjoy your gecko. And I, and I was able to close the door and she didn't give me a fuss. I'm like, wow, I hope that that's the way that this energy is going to go for the rest of the year for us, where just things are working out the way they're meant to be. Things, the way that you expect them is exactly the way that they happen. The love comes, the, the job that you want comes, the money comes, the house you want comes, the living circumstance comes, the relationship, whatever it is that you want, the friendships. If you're having any fights with any of your relatives right now, don't forget to do the whole Oponopono process. You just say these four phrases, you burn them into memory in your subconscious mind, have it as a background program so that you're constantly cleaning everyone, including yourself, everyone around you, your environment, everything, just say it. And you could go online and find it. Um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Forgive me, please. I mean, please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, those are the four phrases you can say them in any order. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just don't see them wrong. Like I just did. But, um, I just feel like someone else had to hear that again. Be reminded of it again. It's just one of those things. Epsom salts for your feet. I like when God just gives me random, random instructions to random people. It might be for one of you it might be for five of you. I don't know, but Epsom salts for your feet is going to help with a little bit of baking soda. I'm, and I'm hearing thyme and lemon essential oil, but just like one drop of each, not two. Just if, if you get two, it's okay, but no more than that. In fact, that might be too much. Eucalyptus oil for one of you has bronchitis and or COVID. And um, I'm gonna tell you right now: heat up a cup of water in the microwave, put one or two drops of, uh, eucalyptus and put a towel over your head and put that over and put your head over and just breathe in the steam of that. If you have walking pneumonia or walking bronchitis, you know, where you're able to walk around, um, two drops or one drop, actually I would say one, one drop on a third of a sugar cube and just hold it under your tongue. Or you put it on your tongue if you want. Either way, it'll absorb. The eucalyptus is very good for you to get rid of. I haven't thought about that one for a while, but it just came to me. If you're diabetes, obviously don't use, you know, you can put it in honey or you could just, just in general. But you got to make sure it's food grade. That's okay internally. But uh, yeah, essential oil of eucalyptus will help. Um... Vicks Vaporub, if you don't have essential oil or you can't afford it, 99 cent store or Dollar Tree, you can go get a dollar worth of that Vicks Vaporub where it's kind of mentholatum and it has a eucalyptus in it, even if it's not the brand name. Uh, put it on the bottom of your feet, coat your feet very, very like thickly. I know it sounds totally nasty. It's so gross. But you put this on the bottom of your feet and you put white socks. If you have white socks, if there, if you have only black socks or like me, I only have like dark gray or black socks, but, um, that's okay too. You know, it doesn't have to be white. White socks is better. I don't know why, 
but you could probably just so you know it doesn't stain the color of the socks doesn't change but put down the bottom of your foot feet before you fall asleep put the socks over and just go to sleep when you wake up in the morning it will be absorbed into your body and you'll feel better it'll take all the congestion out of your chest and your sinuses some of you are sick I could see it I feel it Becca I know you were sick I don't know if you're still sick but I feel and and Jasmine too Jasmine you said you were having COVID so and one other person said that they had COVID I can't remember who it was anyway I, I love you guys and I hope you're better I hope that you get better soon and see yourself in the divine light being bathed with the, the just the divine light the glory of of the lord <laughs> that sounds super religious i'm not a religious person but um some of you have to hear it in a religious way <laughs> with the religious words so that you you like will accept it on a subconscious level um early childhood memories of love relationships some of you have to clear your earliest childhood memories and God saying that me too. Okay. So yeah, my parents fought, my mom cheated on my dad and they fought, they were married 17 years and I was only five when they divorced. They were married 12 years, couldn't have kids for 12 years. And then they finally adopted me and then got married and then got divorced. Like, you know, they were married. They got divorced five years after they adopted me. <clears throat> so And someone's looking for their adopted mother right now. Um, should they stop? Should they keep going? Yeah, okay. You know, Prime Creator's saying you should keep going if you're looking for your adopted parent right now. But it might not be what you expect. Be very leery of wanting a relationship or try, hoping or fantasizing about that. I know I was there. I met my mother when I was 30 years old. It took me seven years. I didn't find my dad till I was 37 and I've never met my father yet. We had a falling out right before my husband and I divorced. My dad and I had a falling out. I took the Lord's name in vain. And apparently you just, you just don't do that to a Kentucky man. Who's very, very Christian. (laughs) Oopsies. I was telling him a story. I wasn't actually saying it to him or whatever. I was telling him a story about something that I said or something that somebody said to me. And I was trying to tell them the story in order and I have autism. Like, I feel like if I don't say it in order, I like, my mind freaks out and I get really angry. And so I had to say it in order and I was like really trying to get the story right. Cause it was an entertaining story and I wanted my dad to laugh. Well, he didn't laugh at the Lord's name being taken in vain and he hung up on me and I called him back. I said, I think we got cut off. And he's like, no, you, you took the Lord's name in vain. I can't hear that. And we had this whole argument. I'm like, if you want me to raise, if you want to raise me, you know, not to do that, then you should raise me. But since you didn't raise me, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm disappointing you because I'm different than you. But anyway, and then he hung up on me again and I hung up and I, or I called him again, apologized. And then I started telling the story and said, said the Lord's name in vain and never heard from my dad again. (laughs) Like I just, my mind wouldn't get off of it. I'm like, damn this autism, man. Sometimes it really gets me. And that was one of the days and it ruined my relationship with my father. And I didn't know I was autistic at the time. And now I've taken the test and it's like, yeah, okay. I've got a neurodivergent brain. Now that I know this, I'm okay. I know what to do now. And I've learned how to calm my brain down. So I don't do this kind of stuff anymore. 
you know, although I catch myself making mistakes a lot sometimes, but, um, I said something today to someone I was talking to is very near and dear to my heart. And I said something and he's like, that just sounds like, so and I'm like, what? Oh my God. And he's like, no, never mind. I'm like, oh my God. So tomorrow I'm writing an apology letter. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like that. I was just, I said a word. I should have used a different word in its place. I was just, you know, it just the way things go in my brain. Sometimes I don't think things through open mouth, insert foot. <laughs> What's wrong with your breath? It smells like a foot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Damn it. It happens. <laughs> when your breath smells so fresh. Yeah, odor your eaters. <laughs> oh, God. I have days, man. I have days. I haven't seen my daddy in a long time. I've never met him. I've never talked to him. I haven't talked to him in a long, long time. And I miss him a lot. And I feel like, I feel like any moment, I feel like my guy's coming back to me and he's going to give me the strength necessary for me. And we're going to go together and we're going to knock on my daddy's door on a Saturday when I know he's home. And hi, I am your daughter and I do want to meet you. And I just feel like it's going to happen. And I feel like my guy's going to be there with me. And I'm so excited about that. It's going to be really cool. So anyway, let me see here. Uh, what is happening with the space weather news? Oh yeah. And this is their thing. I, I was just saying, see, I got all, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to tell you guys this one tomorrow. Cause I have something queued up on YouTube. And if I go to that page, it might actually start playing it. And I can't play three's company for you guys. <laughs> I found these people are uploading three's company every week and then they get taken down and, and um, they just uploaded like nine hours and 42 minutes of Three's Company. So like all the all of one season in like a one shot thing. And I thought that was cool. I mean, it's one of my favorite shows. It's like such a crazy, wacky show from the 70s. But I like the physical comedy and the jokes. And I still remember almost every line because I've watched it so many times growing up. And um I was so happy. I was all geeking out. I'm like, yay, they got more, more three's company after they were just taken down again a week ago. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I didn't want to, if I click on it, sometimes it will start playing accidentally and I didn't want to do that. But I will tell you that you guys, that thing later, um, actually maybe later in the second half, um, that I was mentioning earlier. Okay. Space weather news, spaceweather.com. I'm feeling spacey myself right now. I'm feeling quite spacey. I feel like this energy, I'm just kind of like happy and I'm feeling like the, the word coming to me is lilted, like not wilted. That's the opposite of how I feel lilted. Like I'm being lifted up. <laughs> um, it's like a glow up, but from an energy, like spiritual energy perspective, all right, spaceweather.com, solar wind speed right now is 540.8 kilometers per second. Um, solar flares, let's see. The long-awaited far side active region is actually two distinct sunspots, AR2954 and AR2955. Neither appears capable of strong flares, thank God, right? And suggests that they may have decayed since last week. Okay, so... Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> These sunspots are breaking up. It's kind of sad. 
just two innocent looking sunspots. Okay. Yeah. So now we have another thing. It says, yeah, it was menacing. They're calling it menacing. It was a menacing configuration last week. Yeah. I mean, that explosion coming off the sun, thank God it was facing away from us. That was freaking massive. I mean, it was like the size of the freaking sun or double the size. I mean, it, it was massive. If you guys haven't seen the video, it's on spaceweather.com. Anyway, solar wind sparks geomagnetic storm. Yeah, this is kind of beautiful. It looks like there's also halos up there in the Arctic. Oh, oh this is Canada, actually. A solar wind stream hit Earth's magnetic field on the 20th. So basically on Saturday, it did spark G1-class geomagnetic storms, and the timing favored the observers in Canada, where the moon was rising when the auroras appeared. And the auroras look like it's um, like a green, emerald green ring. And then there's a ring around the moon as well, because it's just so damn cold. There's so much snow. It's just really cold. But um, so the ice halo, yeah, that's what, see, that's what I was thinking. It's an ice halo around the moon. It's almost like a rainbow but it's because of the ice and the way that the sun and the, you know, the angle of the light and all that. So it was like a halo around the moon. There's this green, emerald green halo. And it looks like maybe even yellow aurora borealis is too, right when the sun is coming up. It's actually really beautiful. You could go to spaceweather.com to check it out. We're currently on sunspot number 48 in the solar cycle 25. Cosmic radiation is this, uh, high, we're being bombarded by a high level of radiation right now. The um, neutron counts coming down from uh, the University of Ulu's Sudankila Geophysical Observatory are showing that the cosmic rays that are reaching Earth are at 5.8% of the space age average. Well, that's weird because they're calling that high, but that seems quite low compared to where we were at before. Maybe they got it messed up and it was 8.5 really instead of 5.8 I don't know but it's very very weird um according to the all sky fireball network and NASA's all sky cameras there were only four fireballs they were sporadic over the United States yesterday so uh, let's see solar wind flowing from the equatorial corona hole could reach Earth on February 28th through March 1st. So, like six to seven days, like a week from now. Oh, there's a face in the moon if you want to check it out. I don't know if you guys can see the psychedelic things that I see, but I see a face in the moon. It's literally the man in the moon. I've never seen that until right now. Oh, wait, that's not the moon. Oh, my God. I feel high right now. It's the sun. Yeah, this energy is wild. By the way, we are right now in a solar wind stream, too. And then a new one's coming already but on its heels in a, in a week. So the solar wind speed is 540.8 kilometers per second. We've been in this solar wind stream for two days already. And um, it's still going because I'm looking at this, this high number, 540 kilometers per second, tells me we're still in it, even though it doesn't say because they have to talk about the next one already. <laughs> it's like we're the news cycle is done, but the solar wind stream is not done, and we're still in it. And this energy is just lovely. It's like a nice warm blanket. <laughs> not that I need it down here in the tropics. I'm at the jungle um, in the beach. It's like where the jungle meets the beach. That is where I am at right now. So, all right. Um, I don't know. Let's see here. Oh, great. Somebody just wrote me and said that she is sending me 
a new book she wrote. So congratulations to whoever you are. I couldn't see. <laughs> it looks like I forgot to turn off somebody's notifications. <laughs> oh, you get to be a part of the show tonight. So Schumann Resonance News coming out of Italy, disclosurenews.it. It's eight. That's it. <laughs> Just slightly above normal. So eight hertz frequency. Not that big of a deal. Who is that, by the way? Oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh. Okay, we're, ta- we're hearing from Janine. Janine, it's you, baby girl. You're the one interrupting the show. Hi. She and her husband are two of my favorite archangels and twin flames. <laughs> Ever. I've already... I said, when I get together with my twin flame, when we are together officially... When we meet and when eventually someday we'll marry, I'm going to invite them to the wedding for certain. They are the sweetest people and I love them. My Cree sister from Canada. All right. So, um, Schumann Resonance's power coming out of HeartMath Institute at heartmath.org. This is what we've got. The closest to today that we have is the uh, 19th of February at the 2300 hour. And uh, let me go down to this. Like It's been a lot wilder than normal with the Schumann Resonance. Like looking at this chart, it's usually a little bit more even keel. There's a lot of like way ups and way downs, but... This is where we're at at the 2300 hour on February 19th. In California, they were at 36 hertz frequency. Uh, Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, were both at zero hertz frequency. Mm, Lithuania was at 197 hertz frequency. That's 190. More than what is normal. 189, technically. More than what is normal. Remember, 7.83 hertz is the baseline on these things. So when the activity is so high in a region, then there's something going on. I don't know with the people there's like energy. I don't, I honestly don't know. And and no one really knows. It's a mystery, but 197, that's very statistically significant. That's in Lithuania. Now, Alberta, Canada has an angel number. They were at 44 Hertz frequency. You might want to look that one up. If it's coming up for you a lot, it might be an archangel, or I mean angel, number for you. Um, and last but not least, Hulului, South Africa, and they're usually a, a, far ahead of the rest of us as far as the energy is going. They always have tons of extra. They are at 253 hertz frequency. So it might just be that the region is higher in vibration. It might be that there's a lot more commotion and activity. I don't honestly know. It's, it's all speculative at best. But I'm throwing it out there in case you guys are in a specific area and you see the fluctuations from day to day and you could go, wow, that was a day that all this hullabaloo was going on and oh my God, look at how high the number is. Or that was the day when everyone felt peaceful and at love and and at unity and there wasn't any crime that day and look at how high it is. See, I don't know. So if I throw these out there, start paying attention to what's going on in your area and which which of these numbers are you closest to in a geographical region. And, and let me know. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. When we come back, we're going to get into the Aquarian gospel of Jesus the Christ. This is the Akashic records of the man himself, um, Brother Yeshua, Jesus. And um, we're just going to read the, the latest uh, section of that book right after this little 
itty bitty musical ditty. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Oh my god. Between <clears throat> I'm blown away by all of what is happening to me in my life behind the scenes. I uh <laughs> Oh shit, howdy. Um where to begin. I can't explain a whole lot of what's going on, but I do know that, well, I, I, first of all, I got these messages from Janine Wildcat. I, I, this is wild. We ended up having a long conversation and then my friend who's very famous twin flame finally got in contact with her and video chatted with her and she got to see the whites of his eyes. (laughs) Um, he uh, said he's coming to visit. (laughs) He's going to come stay, you know, like for a month and get to know each other. And there you have it. And um, of course the whole panic ensued of what am I going to wear? What am I going to, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not in shape. What am I going to do? Oh my God. How do I get in shape in like a couple weeks? Oh my God. All that kind of stuff, you know, like (laughs) that's mine too. I, cause I know my guy's coming for me and she said, we're going to, grab a jet and um, hop on down there, grab your guy, your twin flame, and we're going to make him (laughs) come and be with you if your real guy has not contacted you yet. And what happened with her is she, this guy kept, you know, contacting her in various forms. And then at one point there were seven different ones of him. And she just said, will the real, you know, his name stand up. And so he did. And the rest is history. Thank you, God. And thank you, God. And I, um, have had the same thing I've had. I've been contacted by at least seven of my famous twin flame as well (laughs) from various sites that are created like with like two followers and zero posts, you know, and it's like, I know that those are scams, but there's always that outside chance that maybe he's doing something, you know, that, he thinks is cool and I'm thinking is a little shady, like, I don't know. And, you know, and, and so I've been very cautiously talking to several of them, but I don't know, you know, who's real, who's not, if any of them's real, I think one of them might actually be, but I'm not sure. But, um, you know, at least the most intelligent one, you know, (laughs) it might be him. I don't know. But so she's like, that's it. We're going to just grab a private jet and, and grab your guy. We're going to have my guy call him and say, hey, we're coming to get you, man, when you got a week off. And we're going to go to Ecuador and we're going to deliver him to you in a private jet if we'll kidnap him if we have to. And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and we're like laughing. I'm like, no, don't do that. You know, he's, he's a busy man and I can't, I wouldn't, that's not a way to start a relationship, although... Yeah, bring him down at, you know, you know, not against his will, of course, but yeah, bring him down to Ecuador. We will sit down and have a cup of Ecuadorian coffee. That's what we'll do. And I'll buy him a dozen red roses. <laughs> Land of roses and opportunity. I love this. I love this country. Anyway, so Janine wrote me and I got to tell you, this is well worth it. We could put off getting into this book for a couple minutes because these 
Oh, shit. Howdy, guys. <laughs> the legends of my show are going to be spread far and wide if this stuff that just happened to Janine is going to start happening to other people. If this is going to happen to you, I want to know about it. If something spooky, weird, or mysterious has happened to you as a direct result of listening to this Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, I need to know it. I need to know. I would love to hear about it. I will read the story on the air, and I won't if you say don't, but I'm going to tell you what Janine told me. My beautiful sister from the Cree Nation, she um, sends me a, a picture of a pale blue book. It looks like it has golden or copper letters. They're huge letters, and it says, Super Great Ideas on the notebook. And it looks cool, and she says, My new book... I got so I can write down all the awesome advice from the podcast. I'm like, what? That's so, so awesome. I love it. Anyway, I, I do want to mention, I haven't mentioned it often enough. I, I, I spew out so much information and advice. Like it comes out of my INFJ head and also comes directly from God. And I don't know what's going to happen or when, you know, so you might want to have a section on health. You might want to have a section on meditation advice or spiritual advice. You might want to have a section on, oh, I don't know what, just random thoughts that will help or glow up thoughts that will help you. Um, you know, it, it might be, it might be a good idea. I, at some point I'm going to have to have an Etsy shop and sell you guys a notebook for this, you know, with maybe the name of the show on it. That might be helpful, right? I'll have to figure that out. If you guys know, if any of you know anything about Etsy, let me know and we'll try to figure it out. But so, yeah, uh, she says the following story. Oh, my God, Elena, something weird happened to me last week. I totally forgot to tell you about. I was sleeping in my living room with my baby and we both fell asleep. Next thing you know, I'm hearing your voice in my sleep. I wake up and your voice was playing on my clock speaker thingy. The thing is, nothing was connected to it. So it could play the podcast, not my laptop or my phone. It needs a cord to play something on it. It doesn't have Bluetooth. It doesn't have Bluetooth. Oh my God. I have no idea how your voice was playing on it when there was no possible way it could play. I went on my phone and Spotify said it was playing on my laptop. I pushed pause and it stopped, but my laptop was closed and turned off. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she goes on to say I was kind of creeped out but I was tired so I went back to bed <laughs> of course right got the feeling someone was trying to tell me something now check this out guys this is where it gets weird <laughs> 
already weird. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> it was already weird, but this gets weirder. The Mandela Effect episode was playing from like 2019. <laughs> what? The Mandela Effect. Holy moly. And then she says, I think I also jumped a timeline that morning. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's like I had to share the story with you guys. What the hell? <laughs> oh shit. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm, my, I'm like literally wiping my brow and sweating like profusely. I don't know. It's just this, this kind of story just makes me. I love this kind of story. It's freaky that's involving me and the show. But Janine and I have like this intense spiritual connection. She's, you know, she's a soul sister. She's an archangel incarnate with her husband, who's also an archangel incarnate. They are twin flames and deeply in love. And I'm grateful to have them on my twin flame journey as well. And, you know, someday, you know, you know, heaven willing in the creeks don't rise. I will someday get married. And I told her, Hey, you're definitely going to be there at my wedding. You guys are coming. I, I, there's no, you know, you're my Cree sister. There's no way in hell that's not going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. <clears throat> so I'm just like, man, man alive. <laughs> Ooh boy. Things are heating up. If you guys have any supernatural weird experiences about the show, please please let me know <laughs> because I just, ah, I love these kind of stories. My life, my world is filled with these kinds of stories. And when I get to share it with you, that is my greatest, um, that's one of my greatest joys, honestly, is just to ah, <laughs> give you the feeling I just got. I just love that spooky, creepy kind of, Oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, something, someone was telling her something from that episode, I guess. It's really weird. It's really, really, really weird. Like, I mean, you'd think that if something's randomly going to start playing, it'd be like the latest episode that dropped. But alas, no. It's all just very, very weird. So anyway, um, there it is. I'm, uh, whoo had to sleep between <laughs> the beginning of this episode and the end of this episode for you. It was like five seconds for me. It was six hours. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So yeah, I just so much shit going on behind the scenes too that I just really can't talk about. I just really can't. But that one I had to mention, that is, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> it's one of those throat clearing moments. <laughs> Damn. Like just, uh, I love, I love stuff like this. I love, I love creepy stuff like this. I don't know. My kids used to have toys that would go off. Oh, I just looked and it was 1122 on the timer. So yeah, there you go. Um, that's, um, on two, 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 two. Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, there it is. All right. Let's get into this book now. Um, I'm going to tell you guys the name of the book again because I always call it The Aquarian Book of Jesus the Christ by Levi H. Dowling. However, the official original title is The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ, The Philosophic and Practical Basis of the Religion of the Aquarian Age of the World and of the church universal. I haven't read that in a couple seasons. So I, you know, I think maybe I can, you know, I thought I better, I better tell you, we're going into chapter 114 right now. I'm trying to cue that up now. So, uh, yeah. So they made this book as a basis of a church. And I don't know if that church, it's, it's not the universal church or the universal life church. I'm an ordained minister in the universal life church. I don't think it's that, although this is a part of those things, you know, cause it's interesting stuff, but I don't know. I mean, they channeled this book and then made a religion out of it. I don't know. Remember when I was kind of saying, and I had forgotten. I mean, it's like been a couple seasons, not just a couple months, but a couple seasons since I read that, uh, that long ass title. So this is the thing. I mean, I have said, there seems like there's a fervent fever pitch kind of energy that bespeaks of religious zealotry in places. I didn't say it that way. That was damn good. Somebody write that damn thing down. (laughs) Write that down. I sounded really smart right there. (laughs) No, it it did. (laughs) I'm sorry. If you can't make fun of yourself, um, who can you make fun of? Oh, everyone else, right? Never mind. (laughs) All right. So, so this, this is the thing. I'm, uh, this is the thing. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to just keep doing it. Every time I read anything, I'm going to be muscle testing it now because now I'm thinking maybe it's a little bit of a, well, we read the Akashic Records. We have the information. Join our church. We have the truth. Like, you know, as much as I think they weren't really salaciously trying to rope people in, (laughs) you know, do all this rigmarole just to pass around that infamous basket where people put money in like I don't know I mean I feel like overall they were meaning well and that reminds me of my friend Katrin who said people who mean well usually means they're damn fool that's what her grandmother always told her <laughs> her Sicilian grandmother oh yeah people who mean well that usually means they're a damn fool I don't know. So, but I think it was well-intentioned anyway, but I think that there are parts of it that were like, let's just add this in or let's just, you know, put our own ego thought into it to make it more churchy or religion-y. And there's parts of it that I just feel like, "Mm, I don't know. Parts that make me feel cringe inside. I feel like Jesus didn't actually say that. Mother Mary didn't actually say that. These people maybe didn't do that. That might not be totally true. 
And you know, I'm not a perfect channel of God either. And I'm not judging these people and God bless them for bringing us the information at all. I love them for that. I'm grateful for that, but, um, I'm going to go. It's like a minefield. It's a spiritual minefield. I'm going to walk carefully and I'm going to do uh, muscle testing all the way as I read it to you tonight, just in case. But most of it's real. Like, I mean, Prime Creator, I channeled him and he said it was like 98% is real. It's just that 2% you got to watch out for. Like everything in this world has a little bit of that corruption. There's a little bit of, you know, when you're going to cast a shadow in a 3D world. I mean, when you cast a light in the 3D world, you're going to cast a shadow as well. So, I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of something, right? You know, you guys have caught me. God has caught me. Here's the show I'm doing even is trying to be very spiritual. And there's times, there's moments when I lose my head for a moment. I get angry if somebody comes after me or, you know, when I get a hater, you know. I was telling Janine about um, one of these haters that I had. Uh, freaking, I can't remember now. One couple seasons ago. And I said it was like so funny because <clears throat> she had befriended me and I told her a couple of secrets about my life and I really regretted it after because she <clears throat> used everything I told her about podcasts to have her own podcast, poached all the guests I've ever had or at least tried to. Most of them said no. One said yes. And then she gets him on and then he writes to me saying he's she's like venomously hates you and she like spent the, the time talking bad about you. I'm like, yeah, she probably doesn't even have a podcast anymore. And and he's like, what did you do to hate her? I'm like, nothing. She's just jealous. You know, she's been awake spiritually for two and a half months. And that's all it was. But I was telling Janine, I go, it was like so funny. Like she tried to stab me in the back. And all it did to me, it just, it made me laugh my ass off because it was like a one inch knife. It just did a, nothing more than a tickle to me. And I, it tickled me to no end. I'm like, wow, I got my first hater. I must be doing something right. And I just started laughing and I said, well, it's all love. You know what? Hell, she'll, she'll wake up eventually, originally, you know, officially wake up because, <laughs> you know, the fake, the fake spirituality thing abounds in all four, even though it's spirituality, the fakeness abounds. And, you know, so it's just, and I remember when I was back, when that happened, I was so angry. And I mentioned it a few times on the show, I was so mad. And my ego got the best of me, man. It's like, even in a show like this, you know, there's, moments where it's like, damn it, you know, <laughs> trying to do the love and light thing the whole time. And then there's times I fail, you know, I'm not going to say I'm only human. I'm not a human. I'm an archangel in a human body, but I'm, you know, even, you know, not everything and not everyone is infallible, you know, anyway, here we go, guys. Uh, chapter 114, a great storm on the sea destroys many lives. Jesus makes an appeal for aid, and the people give with a generous hand. In answer to a lawyer's question, Jesus gives a philosophy of disasters. Well, I like that philosophy already. That sounds awesome. All right, this is that was the description of the chapter, and here's the chapter. As Jesus taught, a man stood forth and said, Rabbi, may I speak? And Jesus said, Say on. And then the man spoke out and said, a storm upon the sea last night wrecked many fishing boats, and scores of men went down to death. And lo, their wives and children are in need. What can be done to help them in their sore distress? And Jesus said, A worthy plea. You men of Galilee, take heed. We may not bring again to live these men. 
but we can succor those who looked to them for daily bread. You stewards of the wealth of God and opportunity has come. Unlock your vaults, bring forth your hoarded gold, bestow it with a lavish hand. This wealth was laid aside for just such times as these. When it was needed, not low, it was yours to guard. But now it is yours, for it belongs to those who are in want. And if you give it not, you simply bring upon your heads the wrath of God. It is not charity to give to those who need. It is but honesty. It is but giving men their own. Then Jesus turned to Judas, one of the twelve, who was the treasurer of the band, and said, Bring forth our treasure box. The money is not ours now. Turn every farthing to the help of those in such distress. Now Judas did not wish to give the money all to those in want, and so he talked with Peter, James, and John. He said, Lo, I will save a certain part and give the rest. That surely is enough for us, for we are strangers to the ones in want. We do not even know their names. But Peter said, Why, Judas man, how do you dare to think to trifle with the strength of right? The Lord has spoken true. This wealth does not belong to us in the face of this distress, and to refuse to give it is to steal. You need not fear. We will not come to want. Then Judas opened up the treasure box and gave the money all. And there was gold and silver, food and raiment in abundance for the needs of the bereaved. A lawyer said, Rabbi, if God rules the worlds and all that is in them is, did he not bring about the storm? Did he not slay these men? Has he not brought this sore distress upon these people here? And was it done to punish them for crimes? And we remember well when once a band of earnest Jews from Galilee were in Jerusalem and at a feast and were for fancied crimes against the Roman law, cut down within the very temple court by Pontius Pilate, and their blood became their sacrifice. Did God bring on this slaughter all because these men were doubly vile? And then we bring to mind that once a tower called Siloam graced the defenses of Jerusalem. And seemingly without a cause, it tottered and it fell to earth and 18 men were killed. Were these men vile? And were they slain as punishment for some great crime? And Jesus said, we cannot look upon a single span of life and judge of anything. There is a law that men must recognize. Result depends on cause. Men are not motes to float about within the air of one short life and then be lost in nothingness. There are undying parts of the eternal whole that come and go low many times into the air of earth and of the great beyond just to unfold the godlike self. Pausing for a minute to point out, you guys, that means reincarnation. <laughs> oh boy. And I asked God, anything wrong? No, this 100% of what I just read really happened. He really said it. We're moving on. 
There are undying parts of the eternal whole that come and go, low many times into the air of earth and of the great beyond, just to unfold the godlike self. A cause may be a part of one brief life. Results may not be noted till another life. Saying it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> a cause may be a part of one brief life. Results may not be noted till another life. The cause of your results cannot be found within my life, nor can the cause of my results be found in yours. I cannot reap except I sow, and I must reap whatever I sow. The law of all eternities is known to master minds. Whatever men do unto other men, the judge and executioner will do to them. We do not note the execution of this law among the sons of men. We note the weak, dishonored, trampled on, and slain by those men called the strong. We note that men with wood-like heads are seated in the chairs of state. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. His insults of, 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 of politicians just slay me. Jesus, oh, my God. I swear to God, he must have been a Virgo the way he talks. <laughs> we, we're known to be quite biting and mean and sharp sometimes in our <laughs> assessment of things. Damn. We note that men with wood-like heads are seated in the chairs of state. Our kings and judges, senators and priests, while men with giant intellects are scavengers about the streets. I mean, no, that wasn't a question. Let me read that again. We note that men with wood-like heads are seated in the chairs of state, are kings and judges, senators and priests, while men with giant intellects are scavengers about the streets. Yeah, see, I, I read that one better. We note that women with a moetti of common sense and not a wit of any other kind are painted up and dressed as queens becoming ladies of the courts of puppet kings because they have the form of something beautiful, while God's own daughters are their slaves or serve as common laborers in the field. The sense of justice cries aloud, this is a travesty on right. So when men see no further than one little lifespan, it is no wonder that they say there is no God, or if there is a God, he is a tyrant and should die. If you would judge a right of human life, you must arise and stand upon the crest of time and note the thoughts and deeds of men as they have come up through the ages past. For we must know that man is not a creature made of clay to turn again to clay and disappear. He is a part of the eternal whole. There never was a time when he was not. A time will never come when he will not exist. And now we look, the men who now are slaves were tyrants once. The men who are now tyrants have been slaves. The men who suffer now once stood aloft and shouted with the fiend's delight while others suffered at their hands. And men are sick and halt and lame and blind because they once transgressed the laws of perfect life. And every law of God must be fulfilled. 
Man may escape the punishment that seems but due for his misdoings in this life, but every deed and word and thought has its own meets and bounds. M-E-T-E-S, meets, mets, it's like metes, meets, meets and bounds. Um, God tells me that means uh, measurements. So every deed, word, and thought has its own measurements and boundaries, bounds, meets and bounds, measures and boundaries, measurements and boundaries, meets and bounds. That's like a, well, that's like old school slang. That's like 2000 year old slang. God just told me that's that, that's what it means. Uh, measurements and boundaries. So every deed and word and thought has its own meets and bounds is cause and has its own results. And if a wrong be done, the doer of the wrong must make a right. And when the wrongs have all been righted, then will man arise and be at one with God. Okay. That's the end of that chapter. I got to say something really quick. I wrote to somebody today. Um, and I told him, all the wrongs against you will be righted. God told me that to tell him today, this person who's in my life and something happened to him. And God literally told me to tell him he walks in the light of truth. His feet walk in pillars of light. His spine is straight with the knowledge of that truth and all of the wrongs against him will be righted. That's what God told me today. I can't believe I'm the Jesus said these words. I just feel like, you know, he's obviously channeling God for damn sure. He's one with God. He's one with God the way that I'm one with God. But he, I believe was the perfect channel of God. Whereas I'm like, still like at that 98% mark, maybe, you know, maybe 97 on some days. I don't know. I have my moments where I'm a hundred percent, but not always. That's a massive, massive boundary. Like 2% is huge when it comes to this stuff too. So I always have to go slow, muscle test, you know, make sure, you know, but yeah, that's really, really trippy. Oh, that gave me another weird feeling, man. Here we go. Chapter 115. Jesus teaches by the sea. He relates the parable of the sower, tells why he teaches in parables, explains the parable of the sower, Relates the parable of the wheat and tares. T-A-R-E-S, tares? I don't know what that is. Maybe God will tell me again what that means when I get to it. And Jesus stood beside the sea and taught. The multitudes pressed close upon him, and he went into a boat that was nearby and put a little ways from shore. And then he spoke in parables. He said, Behold, a sower took his seed and went into his field to sow. With lavish hand, he scattered forth the seed, and some fell in the hardened paths that men had made, and soon were crushed beneath the feet of other men, and birds came down and carried all the seed away. Some seed fell on rocky ground where there was little soil. They grew, and soon the blades appeared and promised much. But then there was no depth of soil, no chance for nourishment, and in the heat of noonday sun they withered up and died. Some seed fell where thistles grew and found no earth in which to grow, and they were lost. 
But other seed found lodgment in the rich and tender soil and grew apace. And in the harvest it was found that some brought forth a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Now, they who have ears to hear may hear. They who have hearts to understand may know. Now his disciples were beside him in the boat. And Thomas asked, Why do you speak in parables? Jesus said, My words, like every master's words, are dual in their sense. To you who know the language of the soul, my words have meanings far too deep for other men to comprehend. The other sense of what I say is all the multitude can understand. The words are food for them. The inner thoughts are food for you. Let everyone reach forth and take the food that he is ready to receive. And then he spoke that all might hear. He said, Hear you the meaning of the parable. Men hear my words and understand them not. And then the carnal self purloins the seed and not a sign of spirit life appears. This is a seed that fell within the beaten paths of men. Others hear the words of life and with a fiery zeal receive them all. They seem to comprehend the truth and promise well. But troubles come, discouragements arise, there is no depth of thought, their good intentions wither up and die. These are the seeds that fell in stony ground. And others hear the words of truth and seem to know their worth, but love of pleasure, reputation, wealth, and fame fill all the soil. The seeds are nourished not, and they are lost. Those are the seeds that fell among the thistles and the thorns. But others hear the words of truth and comprehend them well. They sink down deep into their souls. They live the holy life and all the world is blessed. These are the seeds that fell in fertile soil that brought forth fruit abundantly. You men of Galilee take heed to how you hear and how you cultivate your fields. For if you slight the offers of this day, the sower may not come to you again in this or in the age to come. Then Jesus spoke another parable. He said, The kingdom I may liken to a field in which a man sowed precious seed. But while he slept, an evil one went forth and sowed a measure full of darnel seed, then went his way. The soil was good, and so the wheat and darnel grew. And when the servants saw the tares among the wheat, they found the owner of the field and said, You surely sowed good seed from whence these tares? The owner said, Some evil one has sown the seed of tares. The servant said, Shall we go out and pull up the, by the roots the tares and burn them in the fire? The owner said, No, that would not be well. The wheat and tares grow close together in the soil. While you pull the tares, you would destroy the wheat. So we will let them grow together till the harvest time. Then to the reapers I will say, Go forth and gather up the tares, bind them up and burn them in the fire, and gather all the wheat into my barns. When he had spoken thus, he left the boat and went up to the house, and his disciples followed him. And that's the end of the chapter. He didn't explain what the hell he meant by that. <laughs> um, God's given me an information about this. Uh... Uh, all right, 
right? So even though you live and grow in a world of truth and non-truth, what I'm interested in is the harvest, what I will pluck up from the soil when you come back home. Are you going to be coming with truths and falsehoods, falsities that you cast upon others or yourself? Or are you just going to come with the truth of who you are? That's what I'm interested in. You will be separated from the lies and the untruths upon your death. When the reaper threshes you like grain in a field with his scythe. And you will be made whole again unto yourself. You will be made well. You will know your own soul and you'll see your mistakes. You'll see your tears in what you made of the life here. But alas, be well and do your best and grow the best of your ability. And you can eke out the tears on your own by just following the light of the truth that exists and is harbored in your own soul. All right, there you go. I just channeled Prime Creator for you guys. Let's get on to the next chapter. Notice that I had a smile during the part of the Reaper. <laughs> Being the original Archangel of Death, I know that image all too well. Woo! <sighs> yeah, yes, indeed. All right, now we go to the next chapter. Chapter 116. The Christines are in Philip's home. Jesus interprets the parable of the wheat and tares. Oh, thank God. Sorry, Jesus, I didn't mean to. Yeshua, I forgot. I, I... Oh, you have little faith, Elena. <laughs> he explains the unfoldment of the kingdom of, by parables. The good seed, the growth of the tree, the leaven, the hidden treasure. He goes to a mountain to pray. All right, so that's what we're, we have to look forward to in this chapter. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be really freaked out that what God just told me is going to come through in this chapter. I've never read this book before. I'd read like the first five or six chapters, maybe seven chapters, but we're on chapter 114 guys. I'm reading it and discovering it with you guys right now in real time. And I don't know if you hear the name or not. She likes to say Vete Al Carajo, which means like, get your ass out of here <laughs> like a lot and she usually screams it once or twice a day it's it, it makes me laugh like every time it reminds me of Bart Simpson somehow I don't know why if you hear that that's what it means and and I think it's gonna be super hilarious juxtapositioning that over what I'm doing reading this book and you know I mean that's like the separate the wheat from the tares guys oh shit uh, so just don't try to pay attention to her, but if it happens, just have a good laugh because it's kind of funny. All right. The Christines were in Philip's home, and Peter said to Jesus, Lord, will you explain to us the meaning of the parables you spoke today, the one about the wheat and the tares especially? And Jesus said, God's kingdom is a duality. It has an outer and an inner form. As seen by man, it is composed of men of those who make confession of the name of Christ. 
For various reasons, various people crowd this outer kingdom of our God. The inner kingdom is the kingdom of the soul, the kingdom of the pure in heart. The outer kingdom I may well explain in parables. Behold, for I have seen you cast a great net out into the sea. And when you hauled it in, lo, it was full of every kind of fish, some good, some bad, some great, some small. And I've seen you save the good and throw the bad away. This outer kingdom is the net. Every kind of man is caught, but in the sorting day, the bad will all be cast away, the good reserved. Here then the meaning of the parable of wheat and tares. The sower is the son of man, the field, the world, the good seed are the children of the light, the tares, the children of the dark, the enemy, the carnal self, the harvest day, the closing of the age, the reapers are the messengers of God. Okay. <laughs> Freaking out a little bit here, just guys, just... <laughs> you know you're in the right way with God when oh my god <laughs> said my damn ego sorry about that alright <laughs> oh my god I'm like freaking out I'm like genuinely oh can't breathe holy moly alright we'll start that part again the sower is the son of man the field the world the good seed are the children of the light, the tares, the children of the dark, the enemy, the carnal self, the harvest day, the closing of the age, the reapers are the messengers of God. The reckoning day will come to every man, then will the tares be gathered up, cast into the fire, and be burned. Then will the good shine forth as sons in the kingdom of the soul. And Philip said, Must men and women suffer in the flames because they have not found the way of life? And Jesus said, The fire purifies. The chemist throws into the fire the ores that hold all kinds of dross. The useless metal seems to be consumed, but not a grain of gold is lost. There is no man that has not in him gold that cannot be destroyed. The evil things of men are all consumed in fire, and the gold survives. The inner kingdom of the soul I may explain in parables. The son of man goes forth and scatters seeds of truth. God waters well the soil. The seeds show life and grow. First comes the blade, then the stalk, then the ear, then the wheat, then the full wheat in the ear. The harvest comes, and lo, the reapers bear the ripened sheaves into the garner of the Lord. Again, this kingdom of the soul is like a little seed that men may plant in fertile soil. A thousand of these seeds would scarcely be a shekel's weight. These tiny seeds begins to grow. It pushes through the earth and after years of growth, it is a mighty tree and birds rest in its leafy bowers and men find refuge neath its sheltering boughs from sun and storm. Again, the truth, the spirit of the kingdom of the soul is like a ball of leaven that a woman hidden measures three of flour and in a little time the whole was leavened. 
Again, the kingdom of the soul is like a hidden treasure, a treasure hidden in a field, which one has found and straightway goes his way and sells all that he has and buys the field. When Jesus had thus said, he went alone into a mountain pass nearby to pray. Chapter 117. I looked and it's 4333 on 222-2022. <laughs> uh, just the energy of this day is amazing. Are you guys amazed yet? I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. I mean, wow. All right. So chapter 117, a royal feast is held in Macarus, M-A-C-H-A-E-R-U-S, Macarus, Macarus, Macarus. I'm going to call it Macarus. I like that. It might be wrong. My apologies if you're from that part of the world and it's wrong. Chapter 117, a royal feast is held in Macarus. John the Harbinger is beheaded. His body is buried in Hebron. His disciples mourn. The Christines cross the sea in the night. Jesus calms a raging storm. Yeah, I love John. He saved my life and he showed up with a scarf around his neck in my dream and he took it off. And I saw where he had sewn his own head back on in with like thick cords of leather and it was just an image so that I would understand that he was John the Baptist and he said I lost my head for a moment but I'm fine now that's what he told me it made me laugh and I woke up and I cried and I'm like oh that was my old cousin right because I was I was Jesus's cousin I was also John's cousin somehow and we might have just been like friends of the family but we consider ourselves as cousins and we're not going to be mentioned in any of these texts you know I was just like a fringe person in his life but but I was there. I mean, you know, when they say stuff in front of a lot of groups of people, usually I was there. Anyway, it's just hard for me to read about John because I loved him so much. He's okay now, but I, and I still love him so much, but very special man he was, is, still is, I guess, technically. He's not John the Baptist anymore or John the Harbinger anymore. I don't know what name he goes by now, but maybe still goes by John because that's what people most know him as. I guess once you become famous, you know, that's who you are in heaven, maybe. <laughs> you know, until people looking for another part of you or an aspect that you played on earth, you know, in a different role, you know, comes to you, then you show up there with them in that role so they understand it's you. So I think John the Baptist walks around heaven as John the Baptist, probably wears that scarf around his neck, tells a silly joke. <laughs> oh, God bless him. All right. A royal feast was held in honor of the birthday of the Tetrarch in fortified Macarus, east of the Bitter Sea. The Tetrarch Herod and his wife Herodias, together with Salome, were there, and all the men and women of the royal court were there. And when the feast was done, lo, all the guests and courtiers were drunk with wine. They danced and leaped about like children in their play. Salome, daughter of Herodias, came in and danced before the king. The beauty of her form, her grace, and winning ways entranced the silly Herod, then half drunk with wine. Um, this is gross. Is this not his daughter? Ew. Uh, something very Trumpy in this story. 
That's freaking me out. <laughs> Ooh. It makes me say weird makes me say weird sounds. Oh, it's so creepy. Uh I'm like so upset by all this and then that. Ugh, it just gets creepier. He called the maiden to his side and said, Salome, you have won my heart. And you may ask, and I will give you anything you wish. I mean, even if it's a stepdaughter, still, ew, 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 ew. God, it's so gross. Fuck. All right. It's just so... 50 shades of wrong over here. The maiden ran in childish glee and told her mother what the ruler said. Her mother said, go back and say, give me the head of John, the harbinger. The maiden ran and told the ruler what she wished. And Herod called his trusty executioner and said to him, go to the tower, tell the keeper that by my authority you come to execute the prisoner known as John. The man went forth and in a little while returned and on a platter bore the lifeless head of John. And Herod offered it unto the maiden in the presence of the guests. The maiden stood aloof. Her innocence was outraged when she saw the bloody gift, and she would touch it not. Her mother, steeped and hardened well in crime, came up and took the head, held it up before the guests, and said, This is the fate of every man who dares to scorn and criticize the acts of him who reigns. The drunken rabble gazed upon the gruesome sight with fiendish joy. Ugh, oh, it's just so creepy. Sorry about this, guys. I really should have saved this part for Halloween. <laughs> uh, the head was taken back unto the tower. The body had been given unto holy men who had been friends of John. They placed it in a burial case and carried it away. They bore it to the Jordan, which they crossed just at the ford where John first preached the word. And through the passes of the Judean hills, they carried it. They reached the sacred grounds grounds near Hebron, where the bodies of the parents of the harbinger lay in their tombs. And there they buried it, and then they went their way. Now when the news reached Galilee that John was dead, the people met to sing the sonnets of the dead. And Jesus and the foreign masters and twelve took ship to cross the Sea of Galilee. A scribe, a faithful friend of John, stood by the sea. He called to Jesus and he said, Rabbi, let me follow where you go. And Jesus said, you seek a safe retreat from evil men. There is no safety for your life with me. For evil men will take my life as they have taken John's. The foxes of the earth have safe retreats. The birds have nests secure among the hidden rocks. But I have not a place where I may lay my head and rest secure. Then an apostle said, Lord, suffer me to tarry here a while, that I may take my father who is dead and lay him in the tomb. But Jesus said, The dead can care for those who die. The living must the living wait for those who live. Come, follow me. The evening came, three boats put out to sea, and Jesus rested in the foremost boat he slept. A storm came on. The boats were tossed about like toys upon the sea. The waters swept the decks. The hardy boatmen were afraid lest all be lost. 
and Thomas found the master fast asleep. He called and Jesus woke. And Thomas said, Behold, the storm, have you no care for us? The boats are going down. And Jesus stood, he raised his hand, he talked unto the spirits of the winds and waves, as men would talk with men. And lo, the winds blew not, the waves came tremblingly and kissed his feet. The sea was calm. And then he said, You men of faith, where is your faith? For you can speak, and winds and waves will hear and obey. And the disciples were amazed. They said, Who is this man that even winds and waves obey his voice? Oh my God. That's the end of the chapter. Oh my God. Like they can't even get it that, dude, you can do all of this and more. I spoke to the tsunami. I actually asked God to calm that tsunami and it happened. It didn't come here. You guys have that same power. That massive tsunami went around the whole planet. <laughs> oh, shit, howdy. We're in the end times, guys. This is it. This is crazy, crazy, crazy. God, should I read chapter 118? Okay, one more chapter. God said yes. And then 119? No. Yeah, one more chapter, he says. Chapter 118. The Christians are in Gadara. Jesus casts a legion of unclean spirits out of a man. The spirits go into vicious animals which run into the sea and are drowned. The people are in fear and request Jesus to leave their coast. With his disciples, he returns to Capernaum. The morning came, the Christians landed in the country of Gerasenes. They went to Gadara, chief city of the Perakins, and here for certain days they tarried and they taught. Now, legends hold that Gadara is sacred to the dead, and all the hills are about are known as holy ground. Now, these are the burial grounds of all the regions round about. The hills are full of tombs, and many dead from Galilee are here entombed. Now, spirits of the lately dead cannot rise to higher planes, remain about the tombs that hold the flesh and bones of what was once their mortal homes. They sometimes take possession of the living, whom they torture in a hundred ways. And all through Gadara were men, were men obsessed. There was no one strong enough to bring relief. That they might meet these hidden foes and learn the ways to dispossess the evil ones. The master took the foreign masters and the twelve into the tombs. And as they neared the gates, they met a man obsessed. A legion of the unclean ones were in this man, and they had made him strong. And none could bind him down. No, not with chains, for he could break the stoutest chains and go his way. Now unclean spirits cannot live in light. They revel in the dark. When Jesus came, he brought the light of life, and all the evil spirits were disturbed. The leader of the legion and the man called out, Thou Jesus, Thou Emmanuel, we beg that thou wilt not consign it to the depths. Torment us not before our time. And Jesus said, What is your number and your name? The evil spirit said, Our name is Legion, and our number is the number of the beast. And Jesus spoke, and with a voice that shook the very hills, he said, Come forth, possess this man no more. 
no more. And now all the hills were filled with unclean animals that fed and carried forth and spread the plague among the people of the land. And when the evil spirits begged that they may, might not be driven forth without a home, the master said, go forth and take possession of unclean quadrupeds. And they and all the evil spirits of the tombs went forth and took position, possession of the breeders of the plague which wild with rage ran down the steeps into the sea and all were drowned and all the land was freed of the contagion and the unclean spirits came no more. But when the people saw the mighty works that Jesus did, they were alarmed. They said, if he can free the country of the plague and drive the unclean spirits out, he is a man of such transcendent power that he can devastate our land at will. And then they came and prayed that he would not remain in Gadara. And Jesus did not tarry longer there. And with the other masters and the 12, he went aboard the boats to go away. And, but Jesus said, it, it is not well go forth unto your home and tell the news that men may know what men can do when he is tuned with God. And then the man went forth through all Decapolis and told the news. The Christine sailed away, recrossed the sea and came again unto Capernaum. All right. So, uh, prime creator real quick. Anything I said was untrue today? No. Anything I read was embellished or uh, deciphered wrong? No. Everything you heard today, guys, was 100%. It's like I said, it's like 98% of this text is right. 2% is weird. And I always feel it in my gut when it's weird, and that's why I ask. But anyway, there it is. There you have it. Um, wow. Um, lots going on in this text lots going on. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy the, the book. So again, reiterating reincarnation is real. God bless John, the harbinger. And you, 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 the men that were evil. Oh my God. Oh, I just don't, it's just so much that to unravel that I don't want to unravel it. Let's just keep that up in a big ball of yarn and throw it away. <laughs> Don't want to unravel that one at all. All right. Well, I've got to go. i got things to do. I'm going to do the show, the Tuesday show for tonight, Tuesday. Sorry about this getting out late, guys. Um, man, I was trying my level best. I, I mean, at 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday, I started to make the show, and one thing after another happened, and um, good things. Most of most things are good. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I love each and every one of you. I hope that you are walking in the light of truth and walking in the light of God. Um, always ask. Ask, just say whatever you want. You know, say, hey, prime creator, God, Allah, Jah, Ra, Yahweh, whatever you call your version of God, great spirit. And then say, I'd like to hear your voice. Please tell me. Talk to me about this. This is the thing I'm worried about right now in my life. No problem is too big or too small for the divine, for all of it is of and from the divine, and some of it is false illusions caused by the shadows that were cast by the light of the divine. Don't forget, you are important. You are equally important in the, in the eyes of the Lord as any one of us. We are all equal, and we're all in it together. We are indeed cells in the, bodies, in the body of God. You know, it is how it is. I love each and every one of you so, so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends, liking, subscribing, sharing. And those of you who have donated recently, I wanted to say thank you for that. 
I really appreciate it. Every penny really just goes to feed Knowledge Ravenspell. <laughs> so um, I haven't made a lot of money in the past couple months, not enough to sustain. So, you know, those of you who find it in your heart and have the money to do so, thank you. That's it, guys. I'm signing off until next time with peace and joy and love and light and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.